Hi, and welcome to the Kayla Ambrose Show. I'm your host and your travel guide to the other side, Kayla Ambrose. And as always, this show is talking about metaphysical, paranormal, and supernatural topics and events. If you haven't already, please go to my website, exploreyourspirit.com. Sign up there for my free newsletter. You'll receive information about upcoming events, books, my online courses, new podcasts, and blog articles that I'm writing about all these topics. You won't miss anything that way. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to my show. That way, you'll get a notice every time a new episode comes out. So today, I'd like to talk about vampires. And I'll probably do a show later on about energy vampires and how they affect you. But today, I'm going to talk about the other type of vampire, specifically those created by Anne Rice. I woke up this morning to the news that Anne Rice had passed. And I'm sending my love and my thoughts to her family, to her son Christopher, to her fans, which include me, to her friends and loved ones, thinking about all of you. And I wanted to share how Anne Rice touched my life and what she meant to me. Like I'm sure so many other people are going to be telling their stories of how much she touched their lives as well. Back in 1976, Anne Rice published Interview with a Vampire, and I was 10 years old at the time. I didn't discover this book until four years later at the age of 14. When I did, I couldn't put it down. I can't even explain how much that book touched me and affected me. I was born in Louisiana. I grew up around such a rich cultural heritage. Louisiana is different than almost any other state in the U.S. There's magic in the land there, in the swamps, in the rivers, all of it. New Orleans, as everyone knows, is the epicenter of that magic there, the Crescent City. But the roots run deep. And all of Louisiana has a supernatural feel to it, has an ethereal feel. There's magic in the air, in the land, in the soil, in the water. It's unlike any other place I've ever lived or been, and I've done my share of traveling and moving throughout this lifetime. Due to events with my family, uh, we moved from Louisiana, and That began a series of moves for my family over many years. At this time, I was going through one of the most challenging moves of my life as we had moved to Alaska. It's a little bit away in every aspect from Louisiana. The culture, the people, the food, the temperature, (laughs) the climate, you can imagine. But the one thing that was able to stay consistent in my life through all my changes, was my love to read. I had begun reading very young as a child, and you've heard me tell stories of, in elementary school days, how I would question the books I was reading. I loved to read about the supernatural and about ghosts and about ancient mysteries and mythology, and I was so lucky to have a grandmother who would take me to the library once a week, sometimes twice, 
and allow me to check out as many books as they would let me. And when I reached my limit, she would tack on some to hers so I could devour as many books as I wanted every week. I got in trouble a few times at the library because I started editing the books. I would read ancient mythology and stories like about Medusa. And I would start to edit the book saying, this is not right. This is not the meaning of Medusa. The snakes don't mean what they're saying here. The snakes are an ancient symbol of wisdom. And so every once in a while, my parents would get a call from the library saying, you need to come buy this book. Uh, your daughter has written in it. <laughs> and so we consider it damaged now. Uh, and you'll need to pay for it. And that's how I ended up originally with a little collection of books, what I called my beginner's library. This collection amassed over the years. And at one point in my home in North Carolina, I had almost 3,500 books in my library. It was quite the collection. All of metaphysical, ancient, tomes and wisdom, studies and research on the paranormal, and very, very extensive library. So I love to read all of this material since I was very young. And I enjoyed the fairy tales and the fantasy as much as the research into all of these topics and the ancient wisdom. I came back remembering past lives since I was a very little girl. I would have recurring dreams. I would remember past lives with my parents. I'd remember past lives with siblings and people I would meet. I remember past lives where I was teaching uh, these wisdom teachings before, where I lived in temples when I was a priestess, so many lifetimes. And so at the age of 14, when I first discovered the interview with the vampire book, I begged and begged my mother, please to let me have it. And so she indulged me as books were my favorite gift and my favorite pastime, and still to this day are. As soon as I delved into that book, I was taken back to my beloved Louisiana. Anne Rice writes in such an incomparable way. Her grasp and ability to depict a scene, to describe what an area is like, is just simply astonishing to me. I was in high school at this point, and I was writing uh, creative writing. I'd written for the literary journal at school, I was writing for the newspaper. There, I was involved in any kind of writing that you could think about, any type of mass communications. I competed in debate, any type of public speaking, just loved communication in all its forms. And I'm reading this book, and with every page that I turn, I see Louisiana again. I smell, I feel, I touch, I taste. It was the closest thing to home that I could find being so far away at the time living in Alaska. Obviously, I'm aging myself here describing this time. So those of you who remember that far back know that it was almost impossible to even have a long-distance phone call. The cost was so much to talk more than a few minutes to anyone. And there was no internet, no smartphones. Uh, letters were the way most people communicated. So it was really difficult to connect and to stay connected when you had moved away from loved ones or a place that you loved. And I had done both 
when we moved from Louisiana. So here I am feeling a million miles away and I'm reading this book that takes me right back like I'm walking the streets of New Orleans, has me breathing in the night jasmine and the honeysuckle and the sounds of New Orleans, the feeling, everything. It was like she could paint by her writing and the scene would actually appear before my eyes. It was incredible. And then, of course, to depict vampires the way that she did, to give them such a depth of emotion and philosophical being and to explain their torments, their delights, their sensuality. It's incredible, absolutely incredible, the way she wrote. I became such a fan as I continued to read her books through the years. And I once wrote her a very long letter uh, a fan letter that I wanted to mail to her, but it was so intense. It was so, I struggled for so long to find the words that I wanted to put on paper to explain to her how she made me feel with her writing, how she brought me into the moment and into the scene, and how during a time when I was so homesick that she would give me the gift of letting me see and feel in touch what back home felt like, that I could feel Louisiana, I could feel New Orleans, I could feel the people, the energy. It was something I needed so much when these days I just don't know if it can feel the same. The way now you can look at live camera feed of a place, you can go on Instagram and see pictures of it, you can... Google so many websites, see live video, and hear everyone talking about it. It was just such a different time uh, at that time. You might could buy, say, a hardcover coffee table book that would have some pictures, but just so, so different. We were so disconnected at that time. If you moved away, you really were away. And then I fell in love with her stories. It's hard to pick a favorite because they're all so good, but I guess for me... It's a toss-up between Interview with a Vampire and The Witching Hour. Those two will always be my most favorite. More than anything, I respected her as a writer. How someone had that amazing ability to write so descriptively and beautifully. And I dreamed of being a writer, of writing a book one day. And yet every time I would read something she wrote, it would terrify and exhilarate me because I would think I'll never write like her. She's so incredible. So she inspired me and terrified me at the same time to want to be a writer, to ever hope that I could ever write a book that would be anything like what she could do. So fast forward all these years later, and I became a writer. I wrote nonfiction, teaching and writing about what I love, which is the supernatural, the paranormal, the mystical, the magical, all of these things. And I'd written quite a few books at this time. I'd written Nine Life-Altering Lessons, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled. I'd written The Awakened Aura. I'd written Ghost Hunting North Carolina. 
And the publisher that I had written the North Carolina book for, they're a travel publisher, and they had wanted to write a series of books about the haunted history of each state. And so they picked an author that lived in each state and asked them to research and explore the haunted places in, in that state and to write about them, the history, how you could travel and visit, and what you might see uh, that would be a ghost or uh, other experiences when you went to that place. So my uh, my ghost hunting North Carolina book had done really well. I'd been on book tour through, across the state, uh, appearing at every, my goodness, big store like Borders at the time was still there, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, so many indie bookstores across the entire state of North Carolina. I was in all of them on book tour. I was in uh, doing book tours in museums across the state, in libraries. And then my publisher got the call that Sam's Club wanted to cover my book and include it in their stores. And I remember thinking, Sam's Club, really? I'm going to do a book signing at Sam's Club? And then when I was speaking to my fellow authors, they were so excited for me. They were like, you don't understand what a honor that is. Sam's Club sells so many books, it's so hard to get in there. And they were so excited for me. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is great. So then I was in Sam's Club and in Costco. And then I did the book tour all over again with those stores appearing in their stores. And it was just amazing. So after this really great book tour on that, I spoke to the same travel publisher again, and they were writing books on uh, certain cities that had great appeal. So I put my name in the hat to write a book about New Orleans. Even though I wasn't living there at the time anymore, it's my heart, it's my love, it's, it's where my soul lives a good part of the time. And being that I was from Louisiana and my background, they gave me the contract to write that book. It's Spirits of New Orleans, Voodoo Curses, Vampire Legends, and Cities of the Dead. And so I spent a great amount of time going back and forth to New Orleans, and it was incredible. Nowhere in the world makes me write creatively like I do in the city of New Orleans. Again, I think I plug into that magic and that incredible energy there, and the words just pour out of me. It's, it's such an incredible feeling the creativity that is literally birthed out of the city in every moment. So I went back and forth researching, interviewing, investigating myself paranormally to see where places were haunted, what was and what wasn't, and to write my book about it. And this book, <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much, the experiences I had, what I wrote about it. So I was so excited when it came out, and my publisher was scheduling my book tour, and it was going to be a Southeast book tour. It would start in North Carolina where I was, and then I would head throughout the Southeast, going all the way down to Florida, and then cutting across West, going to Louisiana. And my big book tour uh, would end in, in New Orleans, which was so exciting. So there was this big conference going on and a ball and the ball was the vampire Lestat vampire ball that was held every October in New Orleans and this year the woman Sue who ran this this ball 
also had created a writer's conference with it where they would invite, I was, well, it was the full title is the Anne Rice Vampire Lestat Vampire Bomb. And with the ball, there was a, a writer's conference and writers, other writers who wrote about vampires were invited to come present their fiction books and to speak on panels about vampires and present their works of fiction. And I was invited to attend this conference and, and ball also as a writer, but to present my book, which is nonfiction, which is Spirits in New Orleans, and was my research and stories about what I saw as I uh, went to all the haunted and paranormal sites in New Orleans. And this was such a distinct honor for me to be part of Anne Rice's conference and ball and to be, from what I understood at the time, and maybe there's been more now, but I think I was the first nonfiction author ever chosen. Everyone else there, at least at the, the year I was there at the conference, was presenting a fictional work on vampires. Mine was the only one to be nonfiction, discussing the city of New Orleans and to share the stories of the vampires that lived in New Orleans the history of the vampires, not as fiction, but as nonfiction. And I was told that Anne had really liked the book and was happy to have me to be part of the conference. So I was thrilled beyond belief. What an incredible way to wrap up my book tour. And then the chance to speak at this conference ran, run by the woman that I was such a super fan of, whose work had inspired me my entire life to be a writer and I felt as if I was coming full circle from that little girl first reading Anne Rice's first book and falling in love with everything she wrote about New Orleans. And now here I was with my book about New Orleans, going to this conference and ball, going to take part of it and to share my love of the city as, all, as well. I was in New Orleans and I had some other stops to make first on book tour. I did some of the indie bookstores there and gave talks and signed books. And then it was time for the conference. And I was on a panel to speak with several other authors who were all wonderful. And there was one that I really connected with right away. We were seated side by side together on the panel, and her name was Vanessa. And Vanessa, if you're out there listening, I'm sending you my love. We connected right away, Vanessa Fewings and I, and... Vanessa had written a vampire series called Stone Masters, and she was there to present her work. So we were on the panel, and we all answered questions and, and spoke, and she and I got to talking after our panel was over, and we just instantly clicked like you do with some people. And so we talked about the ball that we were going to that evening, to the vampire ball, and she asked me about my work and the books that I wrote and the metaphysical teachings that I did. And we ended up having this great conversation about light and energy and the universe and being able to visualize what you want and to manifest it. And we both spoke as writers how we had visualized and worked to manifest our dreams to become authors who were doing book tours, who were making a living at writing, and all the things that we had dreamed of. 
So we agreed to meet up in the lobby there of the hotel we were at before going to the ball that evening to go together. I was also there with my husband and my sister and her husband, and she was there on her own. So it was wonderful that it worked out that we could see each other and be together as authors and to have her with us as we went to this event. That night was the Vampire Ball, and I had heard so many stories about it. And everyone was so excited because Anne was there and her son Christopher was there, and she was going to be giving a special talk that evening at the ball. And everyone was just so excited to be there. And these events are just over-the-top amazing. They just go full out. Anything in New Orleans is going to be a party like no party you've seen. The costumes, the designs, the event planning, uh, every thought that's put into every single detail. Incredible. So as authors, we were brought into uh, a separate area called the VIP area where we could watch everything happening from the balconies, uh, the people dancing, uh, the entertainment, all of it. And we were sitting there having a good time. We had met other people. We saw some of the panel and were chatting with them. We were introduced to other people that were movers and shakers in New Orleans who were there at the event and just holding court. We had our little area. We were hanging out, laughing, having a good time. And Vanessa and I got to talking again about what we loved and how, how much we both were huge fans of Anne Rice and adored her work and just wished we would get to meet her. And she was sitting at the, we're in a, a really big, I almost like a warehouse type building uh, where we are. And she was way on the other side. And she had a, we were in the VIP area, but she was in a special area completely roped off with security. She was there, you know, just to attend the event and to see. And you had to go through a lot to get to, um, to you know, even get close to her. And so Vanessa was saying, let's do it. Let's manifest this. Let's put all this energy we talk about. Let's make it happen. Let's go meet her. So we walked over together and, and moved through the crowds until we got over in that area. And there were people all around. It was thick with people. I was in this costume that I'd worn that had a long cape and someone else in a costume had, was stepping on my cape and had me stuck and we had to get me loose. It was just so funny. And uh, we got over there close enough and we were like, if there's a way, if it's meant to be, we'll manifest this and we'll get to go meet her and talk with her and be able to tell her how she both inspired us and, you know, what we've, what we've always thought. So we get closer and we're just wondering, we can see her, but we're nowhere near. And all of a sudden, Sue comes up, the woman who organizes the entire um, event, the conference, the ball. She did this for years and years. She was Anne's personal assistant for many years. Wonderful woman. And we say hello to Sue. And she's like, oh, would you like to come meet Anne? And we're like, why, yes, yes, we would. And so we're grinning at each other like little girls, so excited. And so she takes our hands and she pulls us through. And we get to sit down next to Anne and have a conversation with her. And <laughs> it was so amazing. And someone was there and took a photo. I have the photo to this day. It's on my website. If you go look on exploreyourspirit.com under the book section, 
uh, click on my Spirits of New Orleans book and scroll down there, you'll see a picture of me in my costume, all red, red dress, red cape with wild makeup on for the event, sitting next to Anne Rice of Vanessa's with me there too. And we're having this wonderful conversation. And I'm trying so hard to explain to Anne everything I've wanted to tell her in my heart for all these years. I'm meeting her like 30 years later and trying to explain to her just everything. And she was so nice about it. She's, you know, at least from the time I met her, she's she's quiet and uh, probably just used to having so many fans just gush about these things. I'm sure she's heard it all. So she was gracious and wonderful and kind. And it was just amazing to get to spend that time with her uh, and to chat with her. Um, and her son, Christopher, was there. And just to hear what they were talking about, what they were thinking, and the announcements that she was going to do, and take in all the experience of the Vampire Ball. It was amazing, all the people there, with their love for her characters, who dressed up like all of her characters, who were there just in complete love and appreciation. We also went to, I think it's called St. Alphonsus trying to remember the name of the exact church. It's an older church in New Orleans that Anne loved, and she did her book signing there uh, during this weekend as well. So we as the authors were uh, invited to attend this event as well, and Vanessa and I were there with, oh gosh, um, several of the other authors from our panel and other panels as well. We'd all gotten to know each other, so we were up front there in the church by where Anne and Christopher were signing their books. It was beautiful. They had someone playing live music. And again, people dressed and waiting in long, long lines to meet her and to share their love about everything she does with her. And to be in this beautiful old church, just incredibly surreal and gorgeous. I have pictures of that somewhere too. It was such an amazing, magical time. And then to top it off, the next night... I had been invited to the New Orleans Witches Ball. And this is an incredible ball put on by real witches in New Orleans every October. And they rent a mansion that is on St. Charles Avenue, if you know New Orleans. So beautiful, beautiful, right there, the Garden District, most gorgeous mansion. And this mansion was featured in American Horror Story. If you remember the season called Coven, which was in New Orleans about the witches. And there was a school that the girls went to. That's the mansion. So if you've seen that mansion on that show, that's the mansion I was in for the New Orleans Witches Ball. Now, this was pretty amazing as well because it's run by witches. There's rituals going on all throughout the night, as well as readers, tarot readers, psychic readers, dancers, performers, rituals outside and inside. Incredible. And I was asked there as an author to do a book signing about my New Orleans book. So there are only two authors that were asked for this event, me and Louie. And he writes books about esoteric teachings and about voodoo. And he and I really hit it off. We talked all night about our work and our study and our research and what we did. And he gave me the most unique gift 
It was a bottle that sometimes is called a spell bottle, sometimes a voodoo bottle, and sometimes a witch bottle. And it's there are items that are sealed inside the bottle with a cork on the top and a wax seal. And this serves a number of purposes. It keeps the magic concentrated and it prevents it from escaping before the spell has been completed. And it's nice because you can take it anywhere or tuck it anywhere you like. And it's designed as a way to protect someone from you know, malicious energy. And he and I had such a good time that night talking and getting to know each other and about our work that at the end of the evening, he pulled it from his bag and said, I had a feeling to bring this tonight for someone and you're the someone I want to give that to. I appreciate what you do and your work and and I want you to have this for protection. And it touched me so much that he would share such a beautiful piece of work and something that had so much heart and soul into it. There are just so many stories like this I could share that happened over that one weekend in New Orleans. But then again, every weekend I'd spend in New Orleans, the magic, the history, the mystery, the experiences are so rich and unique and incredible. It was such a great evening. And I was so touched by everyone I met there. Carol Crow is the amazing woman in witch who runs the New Orleans Witches Ball and puts on a world-class event. And people do really attend from around the world. Absolutely stunning and beautiful. And both she and Sue work together in tandem, planning it out. So one evening is the Vampire Ball, the other is the Witches Ball. They're completely different in the way they're run and what the event feels like. The Vampire Ball is huge with so many fans and in a huge, huge, like I said, warehouse space event to accommodate everyone. Where the Witches Ball is more intimate in this mansion with a smaller group of people who are really dedicated to the magic and the work and the, of being what it means to be a witch in New Orleans. Both equally stunning and beautiful and amazing in their way. And without a doubt, some of the most wonderful memories I have in this lifetime were attending both of those events. I have a picture of me there too at the Witches Ball, also on the same spot on the website on exploreyourspirit.com. And now I know there's one book left to come out by Ann Rice, and I can't wait to read it. I'll treasure it, like I'll treasure the memories I have reading her very first book, Interview with the Vampire, and I've read every single one of her books. She's a treasure. She leaves behind a legacy that is so vast and beautiful and touching and human and explaining the human condition and enlightening, fascinating, encouraging us all to dream and to think about what else is out there, what else exists beyond what we call human and how we all mix in and connect in this earthly plane. I find myself struggling again, just like I did when I first read her book, and just like I did when I met her 
to find the words to even come close to explain how amazing she was as a writer. Funny enough, I don't think words can do it justice. You just have to read it and experience it to truly understand. It's a power and a force beyond a simple explanation. Someone who so truly put all that she had, her heart, her soul, her mind, her talent, her pain, her loss, her grief, her joy, her love, her love of love, her love of people, all of that she poured into her work. I can only hope now that she's happily reunited on the other side with her beloved husband and her daughter. She suffered through a lot of loss in this lifetime, losing her daughter at a young age and then her husband. And I empathize with that being a widow myself and understanding what that pain and loss feels like. I wish all the best for her son, Christopher, and hope that he's doing well. And even though I was only able to meet him one time and just briefly say hello and have a chat at that moment when Vanessa and I manifested our way in into that area to meet them in New Orleans, I wish him all the best. If you haven't ever explored Anne Rice's vampire series, I highly encourage it. If you're one of the younger generations and you're wondering who is Anne Rice and this vampire series because you only heard of Twilight, I encourage you to go find those books. They'll teach you more about vampires and life of the living and the undead than you'll ever imagine. They will transport you. And for those of you like me who discovered her early on and have read her works, let us take a moment to say thanks and to express our love and gratitude to someone so profoundly talented and exquisite and beautiful. Thank you, Anne, for being the light that you were. And may your next series of travels and your journey take you to all the places you dreamed of. Closing the show for now. Love to hear from you if you loved Anne Rice as well. 